Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week on Up to 90, we talk John Leslie. Um, how are you, Emma Bear? I'm good. I have a story for you. Hit me. Do you want a story? Do I wash? Now, this isn't something that I uh, discovered through therapy, but I think it is basically the catalyst, the beginning of how I became a bitch. I think I've actually, I don't know what happened. I regressed and I unearthed this memory from my brain. Very vivid memory. So the year is 1990. Okay, so it's, it's on We topic. can talk about it. We can yeah. talk about it, yeah. okay. And there is, uh, I'm six, and there's a boy who lives, I want to say like two doors down from me, one or two doors down from me. And most days when I'm outside playing, if he comes along, he comes and pulls my hair. And he really pulls it, okay. And I run in and start crying. I say, oh, I'm pulling my hair or whatever. And I was like, oh, you're okay, you're okay. So one day, Owen pulls my hair. And Owen's a little bit younger. Mm. Okay, like Owen's probably like five, right? One day I'd had enough. And and I just, sorry, just before I continue, I just want to say, rats out and all that. I'm not a rat. But I'd been pushed to breaking point and I went and told his mum. So I knocked on his door and his mum answered the door and I said, Owen keeps pulling my hair so Owen's mom said to me she said well do you know what you do next time he pulls your hair I was like no what do I do she said you pull his hair as hard as you can oh. so I kind of walked away and I was like oh, kind of just wanted him to get in trouble mm-hmm. and for me to like you know maybe witness it or whatever Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was a bit like that wasn't really like satisfactory or whatever but it was to the back of my mind so then a couple of days later you know, maybe a week. I don't know. I think I'm six. I don't really have any concept of time back An then. An hour later. An hour later. <laughs> Ten minutes later. He comes out, Owen comes out, and he goes to pull my hair. And I pull his hair back. This is the first time I've ever pulled his hair back. And I reefed his head. Like, fucking reefed it. Like, I grabbed his hair so fucking tight. And I reefed him to the ground, like, down to the path and I held on to his head until my fist was sore from clenching it so tight and then he, he ran in screaming crying but obviously oh, I didn't get in trouble for it because that's what his mom told me to do mm-hmm. 
and it just felt fucking fantastic. And I still remember the feeling of just raving his fucking head down to the ground. So basically what I'm saying is I got rewarded for being an absolute shit. Do you know what? It's just so... I wish you told me this sooner. <laughs> Explain everything, though. Oh, absolutely. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Julie. I'm actually quite a shy person mm. and that woman I don't know whether to thank her or kind of be angry with her Do you know what if she was here right now do you know what I'd love to do Pull her hair I'd love to reward her with a Copperberg <laughs> Shout out to our wonderful sponsor Copperberg supporting Emma's madness for decades that's very Decades true. Decades to come. Yes. Uh, we love an old Copperberg. Uh, highly recommended. I was banging on about fancy, fancy, fancy ice cubes last week. Um, I've reverted back to more traditional ways of drinking Copperberg, i.e. from a glass. Nice and chilled. Summer, still happening. Still happening. Yeah. Uh, that was a very, very... Just, I mean, I could really tell you were, you were getting almost turned on by mm. that that level of power. I feel like the music that would go behind that would be like Actually, can I say this? And then we'll crack on with the episode. I watched um, Killing Eve. Did you watch that one? No, but you have told me about this and I've heard from so many people it's fantastic. So that's the one it. that's written by the two sisters. I don't know how it's written by mm. but it's it is. It's an all-female writing room. Well, that, yeah, that sounds about right because all the leads are pretty much female and it's it is very good like you know there's a bit of like yeah fucking bullshit but it's good it's entertaining but there was a piece of music in that because my mom and dad always listened to like loads of classical music and I was like what? I was like oh I love that song because they're middle class Emma when are you yeah. going to start telling people <laughs> I've never denied like, that I love, I live I in love telling people your dad is a barrister I've and never Emma's lived in Farnham. The... I've never said anything other than the sort what about sort? your jokes about stealing cars no, I've never stolen the car. I know, but no, I've I think never. Come on, people buy into your set. But that's a set, isn't it? Yeah, but I think people are just—it's re- like not to people. Not know that's a fav- joke. I was actually going to quote your favorite Robin Thicke blurred lines there. Jesus, I know. Like Emma, of course, people are really, uh, people know it's a set. The sets, but the, but the details of the set are true. So, would your parents then? Would they listen to? Let's get real. Would they listen to Lyric FM? I don't know what they'd listen to now. Because you know, I would say I actually sometimes listen to just to chill out. It's actually lovely just to have on in the background. Well, like my mom would have listened to like okay, they would have listened to. Like Dean Martin, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, great. Love a bit of Dean. That would have listened to, my mom would have listened to like Simply Red. I love the way you looked at me. Yeah, I I Simply do get mistaken a lot for Mick Huckler. Uh, it's true. What else would they have listened to? Uh, like American country stuff. I bet they do. Like John Prine and say, stuff. Yeah, Patsy Klein. Yeah, Patsy Klein. My mom's Klein. big into yeah, Patsy Klein. all that. So they would have worked on the classical music once in a while. Mm. 
But there's this one song and they had it in Killing Eve. And I was like, what is that? I was like, oh, I think it's um, Russian Waltz or something. But it wasn't. It was actually called Dark Eyes. And I was like, oh, and it's, but it's just one of those pieces of classical music that's in lots of TV and movies and mm-hmm, films and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I suddenly remembered, do you remember during the 90s there was this period that they used to have all these women playing the violin? Like electric violins all sexed up in leather and stuff. Going around touring the world. Oh, I'm thinking. And wearing corsets and shite. What yeah. the fuck was that all about? Yeah, was there a bit of that in Shakespeare's t- sister? Was I there a bit of PVC and a bit of a string quartet going on? And But these were ones going around like selling out shows just oh, themselves actually, do you know what I'm bell. saying do you remember yeah. these fuckers and they'd be giving it it loads. was like Euro Trash meets RT Symphony Orchestra kind so, of vibe yeah so they're basically like, they're all these ones that are like classically trained but then they put all like the PVC kind of leather gear on them and then they had electronic um, violins and then like they might put it to the back like they might get them to play the violin to like fucking Robert Miles' children or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone lost their shit about this. And then, I just, yeah. They're simple fucking times, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, look, that's why we're doing a podcast on that Eka in that day. <laughs> Suits us grand. Oh, a lot of people said, naughties, naughties. But we were like, no, we're going to do th-. I'm just sucking them up here because I do think, I don't think this is a fantasy I think it is actually let me be a fantasy yeah. you have such an effortlessly good voice and I'm so jealous I mean like a bit of that yeah who's yeah. she um, well it's probably a current performer she's just wearing a bit of leather and she's got a cello for those because yeah. this is an, obviously an audio medium so I just want to paint a picture with my words Um. No, I'd say she looks like I'm vaping. Oh yeah, no, that's kind of recent. Well, oh look at those fun kids! They've got a purple violin. I just remember every time you turned on Saturday Night TV, there was someone going absolutely apeshit in a violin. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. And I'm. Why would you look up here? Because I think I'm searching the wrong thing. I've got electric violins, nineties bands. I think they'd be solo artists anyway. Solo artists. Sexy violinists. Electric classic. What is it? It's obviously a genre. Sexy violinist. Listen, I'll say if I'm typing sexy into Google search engine. Come on, live a little. For God's sake, they'll be be confiscating my laptop in seconds. What are they going to do? Start busting through the ceiling or something? Go, 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 go. Um, Oh yeah, it seems to be a bit of a thing now. I would okay so 90s okay oh look look how late in the day it is look how many typos I spelled solo wrong so, oh come here let's sharp artish electric um, also uh, live event now we are recording this in advance so all the tickets for a live the event the podcast isn't live well be gone. the podcast isn't live may listener well be gone, but I'm just going to say it anyway because at this present moment in time uh, like there's still a handful of tickets left so check the site because I don't know like maybe tickets have materialised out of summer but do check the site September 11th we're doing a live episode all about the Simpsons in Whelan's also if you'd like to support our Patreon we'd really really appreciate it 
um, our Patreon uh, for four year month being yeah. a sounder you get a welcome be card you also get a birthday you. card and you do get a shout out once a month for myself and Ember and we really really appreciate it and we do send a personalised message and it means so much um, but if you can't, that's okay too. Now, this week, it's all about do, Emma Bear. Do, do. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Sorry for listening to this in the morning now, that's a bit of a downer. I wanted to talk about a character from the 90s, John Leslie. Do you remember him? As I do. So people may know him. So he was... Scottish TV presenter, well, TV and radio presenter, who made his television debut in 1987 on a show called Music Box. I didn't know you spoke French. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. But he would have been better known for being a presenter on Blue Peter and This Morning. And one that I'd actually forgotten about uh, was Wheel of Fortune. He did that as well. Yeah, I remember that. So these are like, Blue Peter is like a kid's TV show, but it's like, it must be one of the longest kind of standing kids TV shows. It's still on. As far as I, yeah, it is definitely still on. We would have heard something if it had come to an end. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those shows, okay, very different show, but it's kind of like the Late Late Show in Ireland. If it finished, I think there'd be like a parade or there'd be like a holiday day for it, wouldn't it? Because it's kind of like a national institution. I was never a fan of Blue Peter, I have to say. It was all a bit fucking too twee for me. Thanks very much. I think, well, You wouldn't be getting any gunge on Blue Peter. No. Or any... No, no, not a Noel Edmonds in sight. No, and all the the little bit of... You know, there are old clips of like having a baby elephant in the studio... And someone slipping on shite, you know, all those Yeah, clips. yeah, but generally it was proper. It was proper. And any little bit of silliness was a well-contrived, lame gag. Yeah. Wasn't it? <laughs> You're going to no, tell me was. you have a blue Peter no, badge. No, no. I've got the badge on under my under my jumper. Oh, I've got the Blue Peter badge. No, I was. The thing with Blue Peter was it didn't quite breach that cultural divide between Ireland and England it appealed no. to certain English sensibility like we were over here with Mary Kennedy you know making fish tanks out of a shoebox totally happy with our lot and Blue Peter had a baby elephant in the studio I think the sh- the English shows that do best over here and obviously Irish people love English television and we were thankful that we were able to get oh here. Oh my God. I mean, thank God. Thank Christ. But I think we probably warm to shows with a more northern sensibility. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you big know? time. Isn't that just... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's kind of it. So anyway, he was doing big, big shows and he was also the for the first ever series of um, the UK version of Survivor. He was the like in oh, studio host that. for that. So he was doing pretty big shows. Born in 1965, so he's 54. He's from Edinburgh in Scotland. So he started off, he left school and he was like kind of inquirers and he did, he studied music and then he was a DJ in Copenhagen. Oh, off, John. A DJ. Yeah. And, uh, is there anything worse than a guy an online dating conversation and he says he's a DJ i.e. 
I like to listen to Spotify in my bedroom most of the time. Yeah. You know, the odd time you might get an LTS though. But generally, yeah. it's a guy with an iTunes playlist, isn't it really? Well, I don't hear that and go, ooh, tell me more. I was, did I tell you about the last hen I was on and I went up to the DJ and I you said, went what? I went up to the DJ. Sorry, I thought you said I went home with the DJ and I was I like, fuck. That hell. was quite the night. <laughs> um, I was like, intervention. But the live show is now going to be I an intervention for Judy. He's going home playlist. with playlist. <laughs> he's going home with DJs where, from hell. Where can you show me this playlist in your ba- in your bedroom? Sounds about right. Jesus, talk um, about shooting fish in a barrel. A I DJ to, from a hen. I went up to the DJ. I think yeah. it could have been a stripper gram. Did you knows? go up? Sorry, when you went up to the DJ, did you go? Hey, Mr. DJ, put a record on. I want to dance with my baby. I certainly did. There's no other way to speak to DJ. Now, I tell you, I went up to the DJ and I said, would you put a request in for the bride on for the bride to be? And you know what he said to me? And this was so humbling. Mm. I don't have a mic. Those days are over, Emma. They don't have mics anymore. What? Continue. How is, how is he communicating with everyone? He doesn't have to communicate, Emma. That's not what DJing is anymore. What? Yeah, it's over. Is he just making that electro noise? He just, people just want to listen to the music. The music blends into one. What is that thing? Is it auto-tune? Like in Cher, I believe. Now I can't yes, do actually, that. Yeah. But Never no, it was, it, was very, it was very, very humbling. Now, Mike... No crack. One time. Two time. Two times I do believe. So I'm just setting the picture of John Leslie. Don't know why I'm singing You're his like name. You're like a word artist. I love it. A <laughs> word artist, yeah. So he was the first ever Scottish presenter on Blue Peter. So that was a kind of, had a bit of a thing about it. And then he was the second Blue Peter. But like who? fuck do Blue Peter think they are? I know. That like thinking outside the box by having a Scottish Blue Peter when? Like what dates are we talking? So he would have started in 1989. Like then so come on and only then did they digress. So he presented That's insane. The people who he presented uh, Blue Peter with. Oh yeah. Yvette Fielding. Do you remember her? No. Small kind of little bob redhead. She does some ghosts and house program now. I do know her. You do yeah, know her, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I don't know what the exact yeah. title of the show. Anthea Turner. Oh, of course. Do you remember this lad, Tim Vincent? I really fancy t- Tim Vincent. He? Yeah, He's and I need, to, I need to find him now here because all I know <laughs> is... I really, really fancied him. But he was a better version of Craig Doyle. That's what he was, wasn't yeah, he? I think you're not I think you're not wrong there. Yeah, no, he was I mean I just looking at recent pictures out. I don't know I don't know if the year's been kind to Tim, but he was I Give mean, us a look. Like that's I mean, no one's gonna look good but reading he's be a first time a- parent book. Oh, I think he's aged pretty well, in fairness. Do you think so? But sure, he's got to be in his 50s, Judy. He looks pretty good there to me now. I mean, look at that beautiful man. Do, would you guess. think aged well? Well, I mean, sure, look. I think, I think so. Talking, listener, <laughs> listener, go have a look at Tim Vincent. I think he's aged pretty well. He's in his 50s. 
okay, yeah, no, there, because I, I looked at him reading the the first time parent book, and I was like, what the fuck? But actually, seeing him there with his pregnant missus looks good. Ah, uh, yeah, no, definitely. I think the other one was just a very extreme angle. He was on a chair, and he was kind of yeah. leaning back. No. And then, obviously, as well, um, Karen Keating. Okay, look. Do you remember her? So he would have done a little bit of the this morning with her. Her mom is Gloria Honeyfield. And she died quite young, obviously. She had... No Karen Keating, yeah. yeah. She had uh, cancer. Gorgeous. Everyone was smashed by Gloria. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Did I say Gloria Honeyfield? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sorry, just spaced out there. So, for anyone that didn't watch the show, that was the kind of vibe. It was all very much squeaky clean that kind of thing wasn't it and then in later in the 90s um he was on this morning with Fern Britton so he was like the regular presenter of the Friday show I'd say he was still getting kind of a nice little bit of pay for that mm-hmm. wouldn't he have been because I think the way it was is him and Fern were doing the Friday while Richard and Judy were still there Okay. So they took the Friday off. You know the way a lot of time they do this now, like uh, Eamon and what's her face? What's his wife's name? Oh, his missus. I'll have to look it up. I want to say Carol. Is it Carol? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to check it. But so he he was well in there. Um, and then Richard and Judy left the show in 2001. Ruth Langsford. Oh, Ruth. Yeah. That's the one. So his career was on the up and up and up and up. And then the 90s were good for him. And then it all started to change. So in 2002, after allegations of sexual offences were made against him in the press, Leslie was dismissed from the programme and replaced by Philip Schofield. And the rest is history. So it all happened very, very fast. So he was like kind of a golden boy, squeaky clean. What happened was in 2002, Eureka Johnson had her auto, her autobiography was out. That was so. Do you remember now what happened with that? Massive. Yeah, like that was. That was completely shocking at the time. The autobiography. Oh, completely shocking. It was huge, huge. Yeah. And you see, I think like, obviously there was a lot of stuff going on with John Leslie behind the scenes, but he he was able to get through the 90s unscathed. And then it was a new millennium fucking shit. Yeah, shit started changing. Tell us for our listener who might not be aware. So what did, what accusations did Ulrika Levy against John Leslie? Yeah, so... Ulrika Johnson, she is originally from Sweden. Sweden and she would be a well-known TV personality in England who would have gotten her start on GMTV, Breakfast mm-hmm. Television, presenting the weather. And I think she kind of became more famous for her private life. She was yeah. married four times. Yeah. Was she? Yeah. Definitely like four Definitely children, four tr- different dads. Yeah, she's got four kids. She's got, she's had been maybe three or four high profile relationships. Yeah, so that would have gotten a bit of attention. Do you remember she was going out with the gladiators during the 90s when the gladiators were huge and she was the presenter and she yeah. was going out with the hottest gladiator. Well, he was fairly not hot. She was going out with Hunter. Oh, I have to look up. I think I liked Hunter. 
now. Am I wrong? He seemed like a nice guy, but a bit lacking in the face Oh, department. I mean, that would have been my type all over, Emma. <laughs> so her L book, Honest, she said in the book that an acquaintance had raped oh, yes. sorry, her no, when she I was, was 19. Yes, sorry now to cut across because that's such an important statement you're after making and it's huge. You but don't I want to get with Hunter. I I was confusing Hunter with another gladiator. No, you're totally right. I yeah. thought something was amiss yeah, there. No, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I know Fred's still in Edinburgh, but like, come on, chicken. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. This is my new thing. Bye-bye. Uh, so she said in her book, an acquaintance raped her when she was 19. And uh, but and she, this was supposedly, wasn't it? Like, well, she, she didn't said she never named the person and she still hasn't. OK. But there was a lot. This obviously got a lot of attention mm-hmm. because it was at a time when people weren't really talking about rape and especially celebrities weren't talking about no. rape. And I all. think it was quite it did garner a lot of interest because what she had said, because I read, did you read her autobiography? No, I didn't. But I can remember at the time because again, like, you know, we weren't reading stuff about rape. I think that's why, like, I know a lot of people would mock, say, Katie Price, etc. And however mm. many autobiographies she had. But I remember the first one she wrote, she talked about it and it always stayed with me. She talked about going to a photo shoot when she was 15 mm. and her mom dropping her off and the guy basically getting her to take her top off when she was a kid and her coming out to her mom saying, that guy made me take my top off and the mom saying don't be silly which is so I always feel bad for the mom in a, in a way because mm. that kind of was the attitude in the 90s like that horrendous like oh what are you talking about was just du jour and I can remember that really stick with me Katie Price talking about that and other things but also Ulrika Johnson I remember reading it and her talking about having gone on a date with this guy right. and he was kind of pro- promising her the earth moon and the stars and like what p- interested me was that this was obviously someone with a certain degree of power within the television industry yeah and people were kind of wondering who it was, etc. And then after the fact, him sending her the flowers mm. as an apology and her feeling like she just had to get on with things after this horrendous experience and couldn't tell anyone. And It was just all very new and very fresh and very raw to be hearing a woman talk like that about an experience. Yeah, and like to, I suppose to actually be, it sounds silly saying it now, but to be actually using the words like I was raped you know like people might kind of say oh took advantage or was a bit forceful or but you know I think that's why it got so much attention Mm. and then obviously people thought well it's definitely somebody in the public eye and then Matthew Wright on the right stuff basically just came out and said that it was John Leslie Mm. he was kind of like oh I think everyone kind of kind of knows this and whatever and so he hadn't been named mm. so that fucking fairly much finished him because of the type of shows in particular he'd been doing like breakfast television you mm. know family game show television so it this kind of began the downfall so Eureka Eureka never came out and said who it actually was um, but other women had made accusations against Leslie and then in December of 2002, he was arrested on one count of rape and two of indecent assault. Um, and 
I think he was charged then in 2003 and there was other uh, cases of women but like kind of around like in their 20s in the late 90s and around 97. So it just be kind of came a bit of a... It snowballed. It snowballed. Yeah. People started coming forward. And then there was the big emotional speech on the court on the court steps. So it was in 2003. And people, he'd been in the news, but obviously we, we hadn't seen him like working you know yeah. like every so often we'd be getting an update on a new accusation or a new court case that was looming or whatever and he stood outside the court and he said um, I've been to hell and back and that he man- he maintained his innocence throughout and obviously at that time he was on the steps with his girlfriend of course yes good uh- old Abby Abby Titmus. So Abby was, I think, originally trained to be a nurse. Yes, yeah, she was a former nurse. And she had said that she wanted to be a doctor. That's what she actually wanted to do. But she didn't um, do chemistry. So she went into nursing. Do chemistry, kids, if you want to be a doctor. <laughs> Top tip. So she um, she met John Leslie quite soon after. I think she had qualified and stuff. And what happened there was there was a bit of an old sex tape. Now, it wasn't, I suppose the thing was that it wasn't really any old sex tape. It was a sex tape involving John, Leslie, her, another kind of aspiring actress type Mm -hmm. and another gentleman. So what I like, and it's so tragic, okay? So... Richard and Judy had left this morning and they had moved to Channel 4. Mm-hmm. Remember they had their yeah. afternoon yeah. show. I actually quite enjoyed that afternoon that was actually, show. That was actually quite a good show, yeah. I it remember was. watching that. And do you remember yeah. the book club was great? Yeah, it was actually really good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was, they definitely got a bit of inspo from out. Although like, I just remember there was all these classics. Do you remember the time someone was on... And they were talking about, they were talking about something to do with paedophiles. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was specifically. But then Richard cut across and said, do you know what? I think we should just stop fiddling around the edges here. We just need to stop fiddling around the edges. And I love those moments when Judy comes in and says, Richard, that's oh, what I love. That's she, what I live for. Uh, when she actually gets proper pissed off. What that's when I, yeah, that's yeah. what I fucking live for. And it's not fake. For. It's definitely not fake, like. She gets Richard. Richard. That for me. And that's like, he's already at that stage, like been doing it fucking 20 years or something. And he's still. Richard. He's gas. But um, so she, at that time, she was, every opportunity that John, like she was accompanying him to court all the time. And she's been kind of very demure, but like doing a bit of the lady die with the eyes, Mm. you know, that kind of way. Do you remember? And uh, you could obviously tell that she was an attractive girl and she got a little bit of publicity and stuff. And I read her book. And then you'll back me up on this. In 2003, (laughs) she got a job with Richard and Judy on the Channel 4 um, show as like a roving reporter (laughs) at the end of 2003. And then by the start of 2004, following allegations of group sex with her boyfriend and a sex tape the sex tape was from like four years previously. Um, and they'd been filmed. Uh, they'd been filmed privately, but they all knew they were filming. There's yeah, those yeah. clips on, of 
of on TV. Do you remember that? Like not well, of the I've, sex, but it was like, yeah, and there's a lot of like fingers and mouths. Well, like. a lot of fingers and mouth, and a lot of Abby <laughs> saying things like, "Oh, her skin is so soft," like oh, that kind of thing. Oh my god, that brings. And me I back can remember now, yeah. in her book, yeah, uh, in her book, she talked about the fact that, um, oh, you know, I wasn't upset because she was Welsh, wasn't she, Abby? Abby yeah, Titmus, even the name. She was, but she didn't sound Welsh. Uh, I'll double check that but I thought she was but anyway so she was saying um, that with the whole like group sex stuff that she didn't mind about her parents you know knowing that she engaged in group sex but it was the drugs it was the coke that she didn't want them to know about the fact that they were like obviously like coke fueled romps so it was the coke that she didn't want her parents finding out about and that was the bit that she claimed to have been upset about that that got out it's all about potato potato isn't it potato potato I mean I think if I engaged in a group sex romp my parents would want me to be on coke just gonna say like like if I said to them I was a hundred just you know I was a hundred percent sober I just want you to know that I think that would tip them over the edge they're like what the fuck are you doing you were sober. They're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? If you just say, oh, I was completely fucked. You know, I, you know, when you're still, it's the next day, but you're still buzzing. Do you know that way, mom? You're still buzzing. Um, but she lost, like, she literally had the job of fucking two seconds, two seconds, and she lost it. Then she did a little bit of the old, she was working for a sex channel, wasn't she? Yeah, Presenting. like she, I tell you what she did. So she did the whole like, oh, I mean, she she did the whole like sexy books, like, you know, not the equivalent of Madonna sex, because unfortunately that title had already been taken. So yeah. I think she had a book like 10 fantasies and well, I think what sex. She, well, I'm looking, looking up I the think what she here. did was, which was The Secret Diaries of Abigail Titmus, which Abby was Titmus, clever. 10 fantasies. What she did, and I think she was one of the first people to do that or to do this, was she was modeling for FHM and she'd see like the amount of money that was being like you know passed over for these photos and stuff. So what she decided to do was she would get her own photographs taken and mm-hmm. she would sell them to the magazine instead of the magazine owning the pictures. She took control. So she co- took control. She took it like she took she basically like a business bitch getting it done. And she did it that way. Like the sex channel thing doesn't really exist anymore mm. because you just can access porn whenever you want for free. But obviously that we should really do something about like those um, Euro trash. Well, Euro trash, but you know, like the sex lines you'd call in, you know, someone sitting on the couch. What was the one? Shaking a phone on her hand. What was the one? Um, what was that 90s sex show? It wasn't Euro trash. That was very tame. No. Uh, but she would, this way, would have been Abby on like. She was from Nottinghamshire. She wasn't Welsh, just so oh, our but, listener doesn't get in touch. Sorry. I was apologies. thinking she didn't sound Welsh, but then I was like, there are a few of these Welsh people that are like, I'm Welsh. And like, you don't yeah, sound and Welsh the at all. just isn't there. So um, she she kind of made her money and then she did um, a host of reality TV shows like Hell's Kitchen. Oh, of course. Which was yeah. all a bit weird, her relationship with Gordon Ramsay on that, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was weird, but probably unsurprising. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Do you it, know when you think about the, 
the the two characters at hand. It was all a bit strange. So I have to laugh. I just typed in "sex show 1990s." Yeah, and um, the first choice is Blossom. Right. And the next one must Dawson's have missed that Creek, episode. And the next one is Walker Texas Ranger. And the next one's Unsolved Mysteries. Do I have oh like shows like Real Sex? Okay. I don't know if we know that one. There was other ones. I don't know. It must have some fucking bloody, I don't know, parents filter on my Google search. <laughs> I don't know what's Fred going on. Fred is so controlling. Anyway, go on. So, um, yeah, the latest on John Leslie. Um, so, like, that was fucking the end of him. He was never coming back after that. Uh, in July 2018, he he announced that he was going to make a complaint against um, the police and get kind of clear his name about all these How many years after the fact? Charges. Well, I don't know. I suppose it takes a long time for all these things to actually go to court and okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I suppose it was trial by media as well. Mm. Um, and then in June 2019, Leslie was charged with sexually assaulting a then 30-year-old woman in Westminster during December 2008. So it just seems like this shit is going to follow him. And the last time, I think the last time he worked was, it was this morning in 2002. So and then it was all living over. on? Like, what's he, is he married and stuff? Or, like, is he know. living off a partner? I don't know what he's living off because, I mean, you couldn't, I couldn't he find anything about that much money. No, and obviously there wouldn't be any royalties for any of these shows because they're not going to show the episodes of Wheel of Fortune with him on it. Of course not. So I don't know. You'd be surprised. Like I'm sure he's doing something, but what's he doing? If you know what John Leslie's doing, please get in touch. But he was. What was interesting about that whole thing, um, even with your man coming out and saying, "Well, I think we all know it's John Leslie." I can just remember Ulrika getting such vitriol at the time. Oh, yes. Because she can. wouldn't confirm or deny. Yeah. So the focus wasn't really on John being, um, you know, a potential rapist. The mm. focus was on, well, Ulrika, like what kind of woman is she it was that she won't confirm or deny? It was definitely a case of, right, we know about John Leslie. We'll deal with that in a second. But hang, let, let us deal with this fucking stupid bitch first. Yeah. You you better start saying but something. Relentlessly negative. But she did get a lot of, like the press really in England really did. Bill, like she's a classic of example of somebody who was built up and teared back down and broken. Mm. Like they absolutely adored her, loved her, and then they fucking hated her. Mm. I think that remember when she did the the English version of The Bachelor and she went off with the guy who was looking. She lost a lot of fans then. I think people said, "Ah, oh, you're taking the piss now, love," mm. and people just thought it was a free-for-all you know but um yeah John Leslie I think like that's a real classic well, 90s head now he classic 90s head and it's amazing how quick the fall from grace was like it was literally overnight practically he just became this quite 
I suppose, you know, like it, it, he was almost radioactive all of a sudden. Yeah. And Abby Titmus, like she basically had the career and actually she was on the show. So she basically had the career of a Love Island contestant. Yeah. So she started off kind of being portrayed in one way. Then she was like super sexed up, amped up. And then like that was all paired back again. So she actually was on the first ever series of Celebrity Love Island. Mm. So before Love Island, there was Celebrity Love Island. So Callum Best was in that. Mm. Uh, Bianca Gascoigne. Um, I, I mean, I do you remember would this? sit down and watch this now, I have to say. Oh, and your man from Hollyoaks, who kind of went off the rails. Uh, what was his I name? I think that's just kind of a given if you're on Hollyoaks, isn't it? Oh, but this guy Hollyoaks was kind of famous. like a halfway house. Ah, uh, yeah, but g- this this lad it? was like, it wasn't off the rails, like, oh, that's gas. It was off the rails, like, oh, is he on the meds or off them? Do you know that kind of way? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Dan something, Dan or Paul something. Listener, let me know what his name is. You Sounds know about right. About. Look, it's got the air of um, nasty too. But she Dan went on. Abby Titmus went on that show. Oh, and Jane Middlemiss. Is that her name? Why a? I was just ready to say a y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J with an a y. So she went on that, and Ab- straight away I'm asking questions. If you're coming at me with a y in Jane. We're not going to be friends. So Abby Titmus went on that show and I think that may have been her first, I don't know, was it her first reality TV show? There was just so was many. Was real name? Titmus. Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to look this up. I think it was definitely something to do with her name. Well, I mean, well, Abby was a bit more interesting than John, though. She was. She like, was Like in terms layered. of the celebrity coupling, she was a, she was a lot smarter um, she weathered the storm a lot better. And I think in a similar way, maybe to what the Kardashians did, like Kim and co, like, you know, you can criticize them all they want, but they did take control of the situation. And ultimately, like Abby kind of came at it from a business point of view. Yeah. Hang on now. I'm just after seeing something interesting I didn't see earlier when I was researching. It's on uh, this morning. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Bit of a state, really. Um can't believe, can't believe I'm back here. To be honest, it's been quite emotional. I knew he was going to come on the show, yeah. and um, thanks okay. for Okay, have a look at that, listener. On this morning, and this was published in July. Uh, 2018 John Leslie is putting his life back together after being cleared of sexual assault on this morning okay so will we have to start the podcast again now (laughs) so he was cleared Emma we should read up on this I know but you see then oh sorry I'm not saying you should have I'm saying should we have a look at it now like what the story is no so this was put out in July 2018 okay And then let me see in my notes now what was the last thing that was said about him. You see, I think there's things coming out about him all the time. Okay. Like, I don't think he's actually, uh, like, he hasn't been sentenced ever or anything like that. But it's just been a perpetual thing of people okay, so allegations. July, yeah, July 2019. You're, yeah, this is when you were talking about he's always been charged with sexual assault. But then in June 2019, yeah. Leslie was charged. Yeah. So he was on this morning in 2018. And that was like, John's putting his life back together. He's been cleared. He looks kind of, 
I must watch that now. But like, it's obviously just a constant thing. Okay. okay. And he did seem kind of like a little bit emotional in that clip. Like being back on this well, morning. I but think he would be. Be yeah. very, very hard actually to be there. Like after everything that's happened and to be back on that couch, not where it all began, but like where you were at the peak. But as well, like whatever about being like the presenter. It was all there for your taking. That's it. Like You um, were in upper echelon. You had clambered your way to the upper style. echelon and to be sitting on that couch in utter disgrace is just because you a think of like okay being the presenter of this morning now obviously a very lucrative um endeavor but imagine doing that show in the 90s wow yeah imagine doing fucking tv in the 90s yeah because, well, especially that show, like so much Insane. of it would have been, I mean, TV in general, you're spun on. That was like our, TV was the gateway to stars. Mm. So like there was no like Daily Mail checking what so-and-so is up to, social media, all the rest. I know. Like, oh, did you see them on this morning? Did you hear what they said? Yeah. I don't know it still kind of is like that a bit. A but bit, but it was just, it was the yeah. gatekeeper. It was yeah, the yeah. gatekeeper to celebrity culture. Like Paula and Michael Hutchinson on the couch. Like that was this, you know, that was the celebrity scandal. The Did you see them on the on couch? The couch on Apparently the couch on they Monday. went off together straight after the show. Like it was the gatekeeper. Yeah. So, um, and I'd say even like, you know, like say with shows like Wheel of Fortune, I would imagine that that's the kind of show that you record a good few episodes in one day and you just oh, do a yeah. chunk of filming and get quite nicely paid for it and it's like fucking handy L gig. And then you see with those kind of shows as well, all going well, unless you fuck it up, you're essentially going to be on TV all of the time, mm. even when you're not on TV, because you just can fucking repeat that shit. Oh, well, I mean, of course, like it's it's not going to date. So what I'm saying, you might need to change the currency, obviously, after Brexit, you know, something like that. Mm. To the yen or whatever it's going to be. I was just about to say to the yen, we're so in sync. (laughs) We're so in sync. Okay. Um, I've been Julie (laughs) Chang. I've been Emma Doran. I thought you were going to say I've been Abby Titmus. Need it's that stage of the evening, isn't it? It's late. Listener, it's 12.22. I'm work tomorrow. This is like what we're... Like, this is what I have to be in to town. Do. I live in Rathmaline, which is an, hour dri- an hour's drive home. I'm just doing the maths now. And I've actually to be back in town in half nine. I might just sleep in my car. What are you doing in town at half nine? Oh, sure, look. Botox. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I have a meeting. Uh, one of those, like you know, auditions where you're one of three hundred. Oh yeah, is it then um, the usual place? Yeah, the use, the use. You know where you the go use. and you're like a hi, and you're just you know the whole waiting room. Mm. Um. Uh. Yeah. So it's one of those. Um. So I will come in just in the off chance that they're like, oh my god, just when I thought. A haggard, neurotic, 35-year-old ginger wasn't going to come waddling through that door. Here you are, like everyone else is so polished. 
Thank God you came when you did. So that's what we're hoping for. We live in hope. I have to because sometimes I get lazy mm. and I'm like, no, like what are, you know, it's there's no point. It's not going to happen. But you do, you do just have to give it a whirl. So I'm going to come in for that uh, in the morning. So I suppose we better wrap it up, Ems. Yeah. I've been Jeannie J. I've been Emma Dorn. God bless. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. 